Hello, and welcome back to The Cast to End Poverty. I'm Gavin Aitchison, and in this episode, we'll be hearing about the work and values of a project that has been making a difference in North East England for 40 years. The Cedar Roots Trust is a community anchor on the Meadowell Estate in North Shields, providing everyday support and friendship, and speaking up about social injustices affecting local people. Cedarwood's work has changed and grown enormously since the pandemic began, and this week I caught up with Wayne Dobson, Chief Executive. He tells us about some exciting new plans to ensure everyone in the community can access good food locally, but I started off by asking him to tell us more broadly about the charity and the neighbourhood it belongs to. Cedarwood Trust has been in formation, really, for 40 years as a charity. It's a grassroots charity. It was initially set up by the residents of the estate who um, wanted to highlight and bring a voice to the persistent poverty in the area and also some of the health inequalities as well. The Meadowell Estate was a a brand new estate that was built up around um, the clearance of the slums, of the the docks and the fish keys um, area of, of North Shields and when the slums were cleared in the 1920s, 1930s, the populace was moved to the Medwell um, estate, or the ridges as it was called back then, um, and developed into this, into this brand new estate. Um, however, unfortunately, a lot of the stigma and a lot of the associations of living in persistent poverty in the um, slums of the, of, of, of the docks area and the Fishkey area um, have, have, have persistently stayed with, with the community and it's been something that the community's had to shake off over a long period of time over over over, over um, nigh on 100 years um, they've had to shake off that reputation of of, of being um, of, of not being um, worthy if you like as other people in the area Um and that's led to all sorts of different things happening. There's been two riots that happened on the Medwell over its, its, its period of time. And that has, again, been because of the local community voicing out its anger and frustration at the lack of investment, the lack of opportunities, the lack of, 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 of interest in, 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 in their dilemma of, of where they were living in poor adequate housing, in um, damp, cold houses, in, 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 a, in, a, in a, an area that is stripped out of doctors and dentists and you know for people to access food and if I was to talk about the estate right now what we're served with for the, for the populace of the estate is a one-stop shop a fish shop um, and a, a one small corner shop and that is it that's all people have got and very poor transport and um, to the point where if I was to walk out the front of the sea they would send that I will see six taxis sat outside waiting to pick people up and take them where they need to go such as such as the limitations to get off the estate, but in amongst all of that, in amongst all that darkness I've just projected there, there's a fantastic light of community provision and and, and community togetherness, um, because people here want to help each other and want to support each other. So if we put a Facebook post on our Cedarwood site for um, somebody new who just moved into the area and they don't have anything. 
I can guarantee within three days we will have beds, we will have settees, we will have carpets, and we will, the community itself will have furnished that house for themselves, for, for that individual. And that happens six or seven times a year that, that we do these posts, and, and each time it, um, it really, really, really works. Fantastic. You talked before about the, how, how long those ties last. Yeah, so I, I've been the chief executive of Cedarwood for two years, and, and when I first came to Cedarwood, um, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it, it's a quite a large community centre, serves around about 2,500 people a year um, during them, that best year. And then we moved into lockdown with the coronavirus pandemic, when the coronavirus pandemic hit in March. And what happened was it seemed to awaken a, 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 an awareness of all those people who have, have been involved with Cedarwood throughout the years who had not needed the support of Cedarwood on an ongoing basis. But what the crisis of the COVID did was it put everybody in a crisis situation. And what that's seen for us is it from March... Um, jump from two and a half thousand people a year to this year alone, just from March to to, to January, we've 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 helped over twelve thousand people, uh, wow. with over thirty two thousand interventions, and that that's that's been a phenomenal reach. And when we've looked at where people are coming from, people are coming across, coming from across North Tyneside, but not just North Tyneside. We're getting people from Newcastle, from um, from South Tyneside, from Wallsend. From, from from quite a far reach, far beyond the Medwell and Shannon Riverside wards that we um, initially set up to support and serve. And when we sat and asked the people why they were coming to the Cedarwood Centre, why us and why why come here for, for resources and support and for advice and information and for meals and and all the things that they need to to support them in the necessity of life, is that what they said quite clearly and loud and clear was it's because Although my mum used to come to the Cedarwood Centre, so my mum's always talked about Cedarwood in high regard, or you helped my brother out um, a couple of years ago, or at, when my child was um, a, a baby, when I had my child as a baby, and then you support me with breastfeeding advice, and that was four years ago. So people have, have always, always sort of held on to Cedarwood as, as sort of that feel-safe of, 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 of where to go to, for a place that could be trusted, that can be supported, and that can really um, meet the needs and be the best fit for people for what they need. What does that look like then? What is the support that Cedarwood provides? Because when we spoke before, we talked about sort of the, the importance of dignity and, and agency and people having power over their own situation. Tell us about how that fits in with, with your own values and ethos and your approach. So, so I, I, again, you know, from my own approach, you know, and I, and I guess we all bring our own sort of personalities to, to when we serve and lead as well within this. Is, you know, I, I, I come from a town called South Bank in Middle, um, Redgrin, Cleveland, actually, um, which was built for the steel industry, for the Dorman Long, you know, the, 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 the company that, you know, provided the steel for the um, Sydney Harbour Bridge and across all over the world, you know, famous steel-making town. And unfortunately, when the steel went, what you were left with was a town that imploded on itself. It was built for the steel industry, and once that money went out of the town, the town quickly declined um, to the point where it, um, it, you know, it, it, 
it became a, 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 what we would call a sinker state, if you like. But what I always remember from that is that it was a very close-knit community. Um, there was no differences between people. And, and, and right now, it seems to be quite current to, to point out differences that we are between us and differences between religions and, and all the rest of it. Back then, where I remember that, that there was a community where you could get fed from your neighbours. And if your neighbour was Vietnamese, then you would get fed by a Vietnamese family. It, it was just a norm. It was where the, the world where you could share um, washing powder, where you would go get sugar. And people might say, well, I'm looking to a rose-tinted glass view of the world of what it was in the 70s and 80s, if you like. But actually, when I came to see on the Medwell estate, I still picked that up here. I still picked that sense up that people were willing to share and willing to give what they could give to support somebody else. And, you know, I, I, I was speaking to one individual who said to me some sort of phrase along the lines of, well, I'd give anyone the last two pence. Me, so I thought I could help them. And it's almost that meant that, 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 that sort of, um, that sort of given that people give. And, and even when we give house, um, the provisions that we do here at the Cedarwoods, people are so humble and so grateful that they will they will give back. So if they can't give back in terms of monetary terms, they'll give back in volunteer hours or they will bring a bag of clothes that they don't need anymore so we can recycle it towards our towards some recycling um, costs that we can claim for clothing. People are just so keen to give back. But in terms of my delivery, what I've always held more dear in my heart is, is that that community that I came from, I was brought up in a community that it was, you treat everybody with dignity and respect as a standard. And that's something that stayed with me throughout my life and certainly in my leadership at Cedarwood, that everybody's treated with dignity and respect. It doesn't matter if they've got a job that's earning £100,000 a year. It doesn't matter if they've got a, a job that's on zero-hour contract. It doesn't matter if they're homeless. It doesn't matter if they're unemployed. Everybody is trapped with dignity and respect. And within that, what we've seen is that we have this really close relationship with the community where we're seen as trusted. They know they're not going to get um, belittled, belittled or patronised. You know, what we do is we enable and not just enable people in, in, in negative ways to stay in situations, but enable people with a helping hand up, not a helping hand out. There's, there's, there's far too much provision that gives and gives and gives and gives. What we look to do is give, but, but lift that person up as well. And if somebody is homeless, yes, we will provide a meal. Yes, we will provide clothing. And alongside of it, support, advice, accessing housing, accessing the other areas that would support them, rather than just that one thing of, of, of handing something over, and that's the end of the matter. Cedarwood has, has, has been a pastoral care child for 40 years. It's really something crucial that we walk alongside the community's journeys and individuals' journeys with them. And people see Cedarwood as a safe place. Um, people access us for a whole range of different reasons and and often people describe it as the accident emergency centre for the estate, for all their so for all the social issues. So we will get people who will come to us who um, have a history of self harm and they want to receive support for that. I, I've got mental health issues, and 
have got housing issues, have got issues with the families, with the children, with death, with benefits advice, with um, feeding themselves, with feeding the children, with um, finding basic supplies for um, a washing machine or a cooker or whatever it may be. And what we simply do is sit and listen, most importantly listen, and then we work with the with the individuals around what are the solutions for them and what are the best fits for them for them are because what we can't do is come from a place of where I can sit there and I can maybe in my judgment view quite clearly what they need to do and I could lift out those things that that individual needs to do however what I'm suggesting is not what the individual wants to do with all them have a total whole different priority to what my priorities are so what we do is here at the centre is we have a team of community connectors who listen to the community and listen to what individuals want and how they want to benefit that, how they, how they want to, to significantly improve the quality of their life. And, and, and that's what we do here. We're, we're not a place of setting people up for, for false goals and false promises and, and false visions of what life can be like. We're very real and we will work with people what we do is we work with the complexities that people have and look to understand and develop those relationships so that we can lessen the impact of those complexities. Excellent. Thanks for that, Wayne. And you talked about lifting people up and not always being um, a hand out. But this takes us on to the, the new project. Yes. Yeah, so one of the projects we're really excited about right now is, and you know, I've looked around and I've looked at the pantry model that the Church Action and Poverty do, and I've looked at the other models around the country, and I'm absolutely blown away by what's delivered. But I want to take that a step further. I, want, I really want to be really bold and ambitious on this. Is, and what we've managed to do is we've managed to work with the co-op, and we've managed to get a former co-op building, um, that's over 2,400 square feet, an amazing, amazing building, um, in a very prominent position, and we're going to open up um, Nourish, which is going to be our food membership scheme. And what this is going to be is going, it's going to be a mini market that anybody in the community can access. Anybody. Does, it, it, it's, it's, it's not secluded to a group of people or a group of individuals. It's anybody in the community can access it. However, for those people in food secure, insecurity, they can pay a £4 a week membership scheme. And that £4 a week membership scheme will work on the same principles of a lot of the other food membership schemes do. It allow them to take an equivalent of around £15 worth of goods um, um, in, in, in a basket or a shopping experience, if you like. And for those people who um, are regular customers, they'll pay the full retail price for that product that they're buying. So what we get is we get this full stream mix of people that will um, be those people on the food membership scheme, those people who uh, have got the means to pay. But within that, to be, what I'm really, really driving for is that we pull down that stigma and we pull down that discrimination that people can have around people who um, have, 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 are in persistent poverty. And what we're looking at doing is, is you know, there's huge talks around around future-proofing poverty and about poverty-proofing poverty. Well, let's throw all that out, out, out the door for a minute and let's really focus on if we're going to do that then, let's create a provision that doesn't highlight someone's poverty at all. And if somebody wants to be a, join the food membership scheme, 
and that's where it'll be a food membership scheme that allows them a, a, a discounted rate um, for the products then let that be be the so because what we're looking at is that those people who can afford the four pounds and want to give something back and contribute to the food membership scheme can do so but within that it's also very very important to remember that whilst a lot of people who um, this whole COVID experience has brought so many people into contact with the Cedarwood Trust who do own their own properties, who do have, have a house um, but are furloughed right now and are struggling to, to, to feed their own children or um, are, are struggling to feed themselves because they're giving up their meals for their children. And what we want to do is make this service accessible for all um, where people can just come in and self-register uh, to join the food membership scheme we're not going to push it out there for people to, 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 because people might say, well, everybody could join. Well, yes, everybody could join, but there's a moral compass there as well. And what we're simply doing is, 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 is putting that helping hand out to people to, to take hold of and help lift themselves up at a time that might be crisis to them. So they may become a food member for one week, two weeks, or three months. Really hoping that we can open Nourish on the 1st of February. We're just waiting right, right now. The, sli the solicitors are sat with the leases right now, and we're just waiting for their final okay, and then we're going to push for that on the 1st of February, and then we will be hopefully have that shop up and running within three weeks of, of signing the leases and getting the stock in, getting the staff in place, get the training in place, and then we can really, really push to open that. But this is just the beginning of, of where Cedarwood really wants to challenge this. You know, we're really pushing hard at North Tyneside Council around um, a food forum and a food strategy for North Tyneside. Then we really believe there should be a food forum, bringing together all the agencies and partners um, that, are, that are supporting this endeavour. But there needs to be a food strategy as well. What, what One thing that has shown us throughout this COVID-19 is that there is a level of food insecurity, and we need to address that. And I know myself, one of the things that I'm now looking at is around... Um, a mobile food pantry and a mobile food shop so we can go out to those uh, those areas that don't have the infrastructure, that don't have the shopping parade, that don't have the shops that have been stripped away and, 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 and these communities have become isolated. So then let, let's take the provision to people and that's, that's the, next, the next big and ambitious step that we've been certainly looking towards in the very near future. Fantastic. That's great, Wayne. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to this, the eighth episode of the Cast to End Poverty. We've been hearing from Wayne Dobson of the Cedarwood Trust in North Shields. Cedarwood is also featured on the Church Action on Poverty website this month, and there's a link on the notes to this episode, to that article. Church Action on Poverty has this year produced a photo calendar featuring 12 of the people and projects it works closely with around the country, and we'll hopefully be hearing on this podcast from each of those projects throughout 2021. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do hit the subscribe button on your smartphone or tablet so you can check out the previous ones as well and listen in next time when we'll be taking another look at the movement to end UK poverty. Thanks and goodbye for now.